When you hear talk of superpowers, which countries come to mind? The US or China or perhaps Russia? But isn't the greatest superpower the Internet? It has totally changed our world and is still doing so every day. It allows you to meet and hear from people in Israel and many corners of the globe which you would otherwise never have met. Every Sunday, Walter's World is proud to be part of this great revolution and to bring Israel and the Jewish world into your home on IsraelNationalRadio.com. Shalom and welcome to all of you lovers of Hashem and His Torah, Israel and the Nations. You're on the Noahide Nation show and we're glad that you could be here with us today. I'm your co-host Ray Patterson and let me introduce my co-host and good friend, Prescott Johnson. Prescott, how are you buddy? I'm fine, Ray. I'm fine. Uh, lovely day today. Uh, I hope you've had a good one. Well, I think I have. I'm I'm still pondering that. I'll I'll have to get back to you. Um, <laughs> however, we do have a kind of an interesting show, and uh, I know that we've been mentioning it uh, as of late in our recent shows about this idea that we've been talking about. And I'm going to be handing it off to you in in a minute here, but I want to remind folks of our email address, do a little housekeeping here, because we're always interested in, in your comments and in your questions. And during the course of this show, we're going to be asking for your help. You're going to need our email in order to send some suggestions. And that email is noahide at israelnationalradio.com. So Prescott, we've been talking about doing a show that we're calling today <laughs> and possibly today only, <laughs> the Noahide Nation's Fireside Chat. We're hoping that our audience is going to be able to help us uh, maybe pick out a different name, a better name. Uh, we don't know. We might even wind up going with uh, Noahide Nation's Fireside Chat, and uh, this will be a, a show that will happen from time to time, and uh, it's something that we've talked about doing and we've kind of been announcing it and today is going to be one of those days that this show actually goes on as the Noahide Nations oh boy the Noahide <laughs> Nations what <laughs> and that's what we need the help from the folks with is that after they <laughs> listen to it they may come up with a, the Noahide Nation big question mark and we, we need to fill in the question mark or call it something altogether. I wanted to say fireside chat, but my the, brain kept going to cafe, cafe. because we talked about cafe, <laughs> the Ohio Nation's did. cafe, and I just, yeah. I, all of a sudden my tongue wasn't going to work <laughs> except for one way, and I'm the boob, you know. Yeah, yeah, so nah. <laughs> here we go, folks. That this, was, this was exactly, uh, you know, this was the point, though, wasn't it? It was like, okay... Uh, we've got polished radio and we do that on other shows and then there's this show in which case it's going to be about us you know not sounding our best because we really we're, we're doing this without a script today yeah uh, working, I mean, a, working without a net folks so that's that's we, right you may hear thuds where we're falling so <laughs> <laughs> just bear with us <laughs> so. I, I, yeah, yeah so you know, we'll just we'll just see what uh, if we get if we if we get any interesting uh, names that uh, might work for this that would be great. 
So that would be. So, so I'm kind of anxious. This was kind of your idea, and uh, yeah. you kind of talked me into doing it because I was kind of liking the idea. So I'm going to hand the ball <laughs> off to you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you like the idea, and then and and then it's kind of like okay, so where where could this possibly go wrong? Then becomes a concern and makes everybody nervous. So anyway, I think I think it's going to go uh, interesting. <laughs> well, I think if that's one a direction. I think one of the things that we you know, kind of agreed on yeah. was uh, we we you know, want to have a, a goal of you know helping people become more interactive in the uh, no hide movement. Hopefully, be able to respond with some ideas and just chit chat about some things that have yeah. been occurring, and and those types of things. I mean, it's a rather broad goal, but you know, obviously, to put something together like this, you have to have an semblance of a goal, and uh, that's uh, kind of it. So, yep, yeah, that that would be kind of uh, underlying everything that you hear from here on out is really exactly that. It's uh, uh, we've talked about um, you know what ways. What ways can we come up with to uh, to uh, reach out to Noahides? Because we, as a community, are kind of spread out uh, around the globe. Uh, many of us speak different languages and uh, live in different time zones, and so even organizing things is very difficult because we have all of those considerations, uh, you know, to sort of handle. But um, but I, I I kind of and I kind of and I kind of wanted to do this because I knew that if I didn't do it, there might not be any other way to make this happen. And that is to have a chance to ask you questions about Noahide nations. Oh, so by you, you mean me? You, yeah, you. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I suspect, I suspect that some people, for some people, Noahide nations is a radio show that. Um, they're either listening to on Israel National Radio or uh, Shalom Radio in Montreal, and um, and they may not know that uh, Noahide Nations uh, really uh, began as an idea that you had, that uh, you know uh, became a website, and at some point in time you started doing radio, and and so I'm just was just kind of curious about you know what uh, really prompted you. Or what was the, uh, where did you come up with the idea for Noahide Nations? Oh boy, uh, you know, it's interesting the way you uh, put this and, you know, the way you, you characterized it because uh, I do get some emails from folks uh, asking me, you know, this question. And uh, oddly enough, it would seem that most folks think that. Uh, Noahide Nation started as this radio show, and mm. when the idea for Noahide Nations first came to me by Hashem, uh, I mean, doing a radio show was like the furthest thing from my mind. It wasn't even on the radar screen, and yet, lo and behold, here we are, <laughs> and it's uh, really uh, come a long way. You know, Noahide Nations was uh, uh, an idea that evolved from our local group when uh, my wife Mary and I lived down in the Austin area. Uh, we had a local Noahide group that we'd get together on Erev Shabbat, and we'd get together on uh, Shabbat and, and study the Parsha. 
and uh, we'd eat and uh, study the parsha some more and uh, eat and uh, would have you know just a good time, enjoy each other's company and, and conversation. It was just a local thing. Yeah. And Torah and food. Torah and food, yeah. yeah. <laughs> most most Jewish people can identify with that because that's their two favorite pastimes, Torah and eating. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, it, it can be a Noahide's favorite pastime as well. Yeah. So, yeah. But it it started off as, a, as an urging from Hashem, uh, just a real you know, burden on my heart. I mean, uh, certainly if, if everyone knew and if I'd known at the time, just everything that it, it possibly was going to involve at, at that time, I might have ran away from this as fast and as far as I could. So, uh, I mean, it was just one of those things that uh, if I'd have known everything that was involved in it, uh, it would have scared the heck out of me. But this uh, all started back in, oh gosh, I think we first uh, got incorporated uh, as a local Group uh, back in 2005, uh, beginning to mid part of 2005, and then shortly after that is when the idea for Noahide Nations uh, was, you know, put on me, and it was really a uh, desire of mine because there was so little of it at the time and even now, so little of you know being able to communicate with other Noahides and finding other Noahides in other states and in other countries and I, I, we knew that they were out there, but you know how do we yeah. find them? How do they find us? So I you know came up with the concept. I shouldn't even say I came up with the concept. Hashem came up with the concept. I was you know but the tool. And, uh, uh, you know, hopefully I've been a, a good tool in order to, to get it to where we are today. But, you know, by no means was it mine. I, you know, he gets all the credit and glory. But it was basically uh, uh, originally set up to uh, provide information, number one, to provide articles and, and Torah teachings by way of uh, articles. And then I also had in mind that I'd like to be able to take the classes online. And that actually happened probably about six months after we went live, six months after we got No Hide Nations uh, going. Uh, the, classes, so the classes the classes live, involved? The live, the live classes, yeah. Right. So, so what what happens in the classes? Well, the classes are designed uh, to teach Noahides Torah, okay. and they are taught by very learned Jewish people, very learned Noahides, and also obviously very learned rabbis. Yeah. And they are just uh, giving of their time, their wisdom, and uh, Noahides go into the rooms and and just listen and and study. Torah with these individual instructors. And it's really been a great thing. We've actually been doing it now for over four years. In fact, one of the wow. uh, original instructors, Rabbi Zvi Avenir, uh, has been with us from the very beginning. And it's you know kind wow. of interesting. I, I, I'll share this with you and the audience. That it took me six months to get him on board. <laughs> and, I mean, I just kept trying. I kept trying because I know he was a great teacher. I know he loved Noahides. I know he, he had yeah, tremendous he wisdom on the seven laws. And it was kind of funny because he finally came on and agreed to do it. And I realized early on that he was afraid of the technology. Right. So I took and, you know, we held hands and we walked through it together and I, I taught him how to use the room and, you know, he was actually starting to use it. I'd be in the classes with him and he became unafraid of it. 
and now I can't get him to stop. I mean, he just—he just—he's like the Ever Ready Bunny. He just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, and it's really uh, turned out to be an amazing thing. And uh, you know, he's been with yeah. us for years now, and it's just a lot of Noahides have gotten a lot of good out of it. And and again, oh, the whole thing was really. You know, how can we meet other Noahides? How can we, how can we work together? I mean, obviously there's power in numbers, and we don't even know how many, are, how many Noahides are actually make up the the numbers. We don't know what the totals are. Even to this day, we don't know what the totals are. So one of the goals of Noahide Nations was to you know try and get a handle uh, on that. How do we hook up with people? And, and so we you know, started directories, you know, kind of a find other Noahide uh, directory. Uh, we had business directory. We had singles directory. And, you know, over time, people <laughs> were putting their ads in and people were responding to them. And, it, I mean, it's a, a very slow process, but we have grown every year. I mean, it hasn't slowed down at all. We've grown every year. So it basically, you know, started out as really a community. How can we have a yeah. community of Noahides without everyone having to move to Austin, Texas? <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's what we, we were really striving for, because we realized right. that it's the only way that you're really going to be able to have community at this point in time. Whereas, like with the the, the Jewish people, the Orthodox Jews. They, you know, they would have a rabbi who would move into a town and be the only Jew there. There'd be no synagogue. And eventually, they'd wind up having a huge community. And Mm -hmm. sooner or later, Noahides are going to be doing the same thing. But today's not that time. So we use the virtual technology as as a means to create the the community. Yeah. I I remember... uh um, listening to Rabbi Hollander uh, at the World Conference, um, and uh, he was making some suggestions about things that Noahides should be considering doing, and among them was, you know, at some point we're going to um, have to consider uh, actual physical communities um, being formed, uh, similar to what uh, what uh, the Jewish folk do, but I remember, I remembered when he said that, and, and I thought to myself, you know, I'm I live here in uh, Nova Scotia, Canada, raised down in Texas, and uh, I know so there's some folks out in Washington. And I know there's somebody out west here in Canada, and I, and I and I'm going, I I don't think this is going to happen, or at least in my mind, it was just like it, it, that's not going to happen today. But I understood what he was saying. One, the one thing that was kind of percolating in the back of my mind was just that. Um, that the need that he was pointing out was precisely our need, our need for a community. Mm-hmm. And how he understood that need was within the context of how he experiences it in his life as a Jew. As a rabbi, he is in a, he's in a Jewish community interacting with other Jews. That's the only way you can live out Torah, really, is, is that it has to be done in a community. Um, and and not to say that you can't live um, outside of an observant community and still have community or at least have relations governed by Torah for yourself, but there's so much, um, there are so many things that we as Noahides 
um, are not experiencing because of that lack of uh, connection and community with other Noahides on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, and it's a, and it's a physical connection that we're talking about, where you know people gather, sure, yeah. people assemble, and you're able right. to you know just sit across from people and and have discussions and uh, you know uh, talk about ideas, talk about experiences. Uh, uh, just yeah, kind of like what we're doing here right exactly, now. Exactly. You know, exactly. Just, yeah. Except actually doing it uh, across from uh, you know across the table. Right, right. And fortunately, and, and, and if, know, we were able to do that with our our small group in Austin, which was yeah. uh, which was great. I mean, we absolutely loved it. When we were in San Diego and first became Noahides, we had a group out there as well. So we're kind of, you know, Mary and I are kind of used to that. And now here we are in Dallas. You'd think you'd be able to get a community very easily going in Dallas. <laughs> and it's like pulling teeth. So the online community has always been there. It's always growing. It's getting stronger. And one day, you know, people will uh, begin to say, hey, you know what? Uh, Texas sounds pretty good. You know, I might move down to the Dallas area. Or, you know, Mary and I might say, hey, you know, Washington is, uh, you know, sounds pretty good. In fact, we've got some friends who are going to be moving there. Maybe we'll move there, too. And you just kind of start a Noahide community within a, uh, a much larger community. And sooner right. or later that will will happen, but in the meantime, but we're here exactly in the yeah in the meantime, in the meantime we we realize the need and we have to find a way to start making uh, I guess making that happen uh, I guess in a, in a virtual way through the technologies that we have in the internet, which really has been. Um, has really been, I think, one of the the technologies that Hashem, without most of us, would not have become Noahides at the end of the day. I mean, for most of us, it was through the information that before the Internet, most of us did not have available to us. And that the technology that the internet brought us really brought us to uh, to question for for me to question uh, my faith when when I was a Christian, and to start asking questions that led me to ultimately walk away from walk away from the faith of my parents and grandparents uh, to embrace the Torah. And uh, and it's going to be that technology, in in my view. I this is this is just my feeling is that it's going to be the technology that we can use uh, the internet and the various tools there that are going to enable us to make connections and begin to grow in those relationships. Um, which is you know, while it would be nice for us to have physical connection with one another. Uh, I think that uh, I think that we really have to find a way of making that connection in another way, uh, as much as we might like to have that physical connection. And uh, and 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 Noahide nations, it, you know, is kind of your vision then was for Noahide nations really to be a stimulus towards that end. Oh, exactly, because I knew that having a physical community was going to be a very difficult road. And uh, I just knew that with the technology that Hashem had provided mankind with, 
the the internet was a, a phenomenal way to at least begin a process. So right now, uh, the technology is the vehicle by which most people become Noahides and is a vehicle that will probably be around for a while and always will be used. But I you know, truly am hoping, as, as are many, that uh, small communities do actually start rising up. You know, when that's going to happen, I don't know. Uh, how it's going to happen, I, I don't know. Uh, I do have, you know, some ideas. But the technology is serving the purpose well uh, right now. Similar to, you know, having the technology to do this radio show. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time yeah. <laughs> that there's ever been a show on Noahides for Noahides by Noahides. And and even yeah. more unique is the fact that it's on uh, a, a, a Jewish station. In fact, it's on two Orthodox Jewish stations. So, you know, I again, that would, was so far from my mind, I couldn't even conceive of it. And yet here we mm. are using the technology to broadcast this very show. So it's yeah. really an indication of, you know, the, the power of Hashem and the willingness of people to, to use that as a means to be able to get some things done. And that's yeah. what, you know, Noahide Nations was all about, to uh, provide a platform by which community could evolve. And we hope that we had, had done that. I mean, like I say, Noahide Nations has always grown. It's grown every year with you know more members, more people, uh, you know, the increase in the number of visitors. Uh, it's always been growing. So it's not uh, mm-hmm. something that's a, a bad thing. But for me, it's never fast enough. It's always, you know, I always, can't, I, I always describe it as, uh, you know, watching the grass grow. I mean, it's just just a slow process. And, you know, when you sit back and just look at it for, you know, what it is overall, you come to realize that a lot has been accomplished. A lot of people uh, through the teachings on Noahide Nations, through the uh, educational article section, just everything that we have done, how many Noahides it's brought to, I should say, how many Gentiles it's brought to being a Noahide. So, you know, and, and hopefully we'll start getting more of these folks involved with everything that needs to be done in order to, to continue to grow uh, as a Noahide movement. Because, as I mentioned earlier, there is power in numbers. But the mm-hmm. numbers have no power when, number one, they're spread out all over. And, number two, the numbers don't know where they're all at. And there's really yeah, yeah. no, shall I say, central place for them to gather and, and you know, share ideas and share experiences and, and learn st- uh, a Torah and, and you know, things like that. It just doesn't exist. Or I should say, didn't exist uh, when I you know, first had this urging from Hashem. And uh, right. Prescott, I noticed that we are uh, you know, hitting the bottom of, of the uh, hour and you know, we need to take this break. So let's go ahead and jump on out of here, and we'll catch folks on the other side of the break. Stick around with us.
Every Tuesday on Israel National Radio, the Temple Institute's Temple Talk with Yitzhak Ruvain and Rabbi Chaim Richman. It's about Jews. It's about Parshat HaShavuah. It's about non-Jews. It's about the world. It's about our relationship to the Divine Presence. It's about the Holy Temple. It's about the rectification of all humanity. 3 p.m. Israel time. 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Temple time. Talk. It's everything you need to know about the Holy Temple and the Temple Mount. Every Tuesday on Israel National Radio. Hello? Yeah, I wanted to know, do you deliver falafels to the top of Mount Zion? Great! I'd like a large falafel with pepperoni, sausage, and extra cheese. Yes, I know what a falafel is. You're listening to IsraelNationalRadio.com. You people are so pushy. What, Israeli people are pushy? You, stay there, surrounded by your great enemy Canada. Try Syria for two months, then we'll see who's pushy. Connect to Israel through Israel National Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you sticking around for the second half of the Noahide Nation show. And certainly want to thank you for sticking around for the first half as well. <laughs> Prescott and I were you know, talking about uh, just things in general as, as far as you know, the Noahide community and you know things that we're trying to uh, accomplish. And it's been an interesting conversation up to now. <laughs> well, you know, I knew this because I... Cause I you know, I, I just uh, wanted over the last number of months to, you know, I was just saying to myself, you know, we really need, I think we really need to talk a little bit more about what we do at Noahide Nations because we, we often get so engrossed in producing the radio show that we often end up focusing just on what we're doing in the radio show. And, and I think often people, you know, don't see that there's more to what Noahide Nations does besides radio. Uh, like what, what, I mean, I know that I've been to the site, and if you haven't been to the site or, or explored it, you may not uh, be aware of all of the things that Noahide Nations is involved with. But, um, you know, just, just give, a, give us a sense of, of what kind of things, you know, are, have been done by no hide nations uh, since its formation. Well, rather than getting into the uh, depths of the website itself, I'll kind of leave that up to you know people just to go and right. explore it. Sure. But yeah. uh, you know some of the projects that we actually got uh, uh, involved with. Uh, well, for example, one of the big projects that you know I didn't know if it was ever going to happen. It certainly wasn't on my mind when. Uh, Noahide Nations first came into being was uh, actually having a, a Noahide World Conference, which we did. Oh yeah, actually were able to to pull off. It happened in uh, June of 2008. You know, a lot of people. There was, gosh, I don't know, like 18 teachers, you know, rabbis and, and Noahides. There were, uh, you know, some radio personalities there. A lot of, you know, Rabbi Richmond was there. Rabbi Hollander was there. Uh, Yishai Fleischer and his wife, Malka. Uh, I mean, there were just all kinds of uh, uh, teachers and just people. We had a really great time, but it's something that I never you know, thought we were going to do, and yet it was something that desperately needed to be done so that people could actually shake hands with one another and and see each other and, you know, put a face to those emails that I've been getting or a face to that phone call that I, I had. And, and the conference was just unbelievable 
in in that way. Uh, you know, and this always you know chokes me up when I, I talk about it. But when you have people who are leaving the conference to try and catch a flight, and it's the last day, and they walk up to you with tears in their eyes, barely able to talk, and tell you what a wonderful time they had, the friends they made, the the learning, the the, the knowledge that they gained, and they just hug you. I mean, a yeah. genuine hug. I mean, it brings tears to your eyes. And it, 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 at a minimum, that's what this conference accomplished. So that was, you know, one of the really neat things that we did. And we certainly plan on, on doing uh, more of those. Uh, just, we also go ahead. Just, no, just uh, about the conference. I remember. Um, I would say that that conference, if it wasn't for that conference, I would not have ventured. Uh, how do I say this? Um, before the conference. I had spent uh, a number of years really uh, disconnected from uh, a lot of things, uh, you know, and uh, I had left uh, the church many years earlier and really felt like I was in a wasteland. And when I had heard that there was going to be this conference, and I, and I had actually heard about it literally days before the conference began, and when I found out all of the different people that were going to be involved, because years earlier, I had an interest in Shavah Mitzvot. I had an interest in the Noahide laws. And I thought, you know, how does, how does Prescott Johnson, here in the middle of Nova Scotia, Canada, um, how do I do that? I, like, I'm here by myself. And when I reached out uh, and, and, you know, did web searches and so on and, and discovered that there were a few sites here and there where people were, uh, you know, and this would have been probably, you know, early 2000s, uh, that, that there just wasn't, um, there were websites talking about uh, the Shiva Mitzvot. There were, there were some people out there who were talking about it. But by and large, there was nobody who was even talking about forming communities or trying to encourage communities or trying to find ways to connect with Noahides apart from, you know, come to my website and if you want to do whatever, you know, if you want to read my stuff, if you want to send me an email, that's one thing. But there wasn't really, but I, I saw that there was even a lot of sectarianism, even even with the few numbers that there were. That, that there were people that were pitted against each other and they, they, they weren't interested in coming together or at least it didn't seem to. And I just, so, so when I found out that there were all these different rabbis who were coming to this conference, I thought, this is something I can get behind. This is something that, that I can at least feel like I'm not going to be just hearing one person's opinion about the Torah, one person's idea about Shavad Mitzvot, that this here, that there are people who are now speaking, and not everyone agrees with the other, but there's a common place, or there's a place where they can come together, and and you can actually engage in a conversation and a discussion without, you know, without it being, you know, confrontational and difficult, and and something that I see, and the comments that I hear all the time on the Yahoo group uh, with the Nohai Nations is that, uh, folks, uh, you know, make that comment to me that unlike other places that they've gone to, they can they actually see civil discussion and discourse taking place 
about different ideas about Torah. And, right, and, right. And it's it, it's amazing. So so when I when you bring up the World Conference, it's monumental in the sense that it was a place where where if you put all those rabbis in a room, they would spend a long time disagreeing with each other about so many things, but the one thing that they did agree with at the conference was that Noahides have a place in this discussion. Uh, definitely. In fact, uh, we have, uh, by their own uh, description, we have a, a large place at the yeah. table. In fact, it was amazing for me to hear rabbis actually talk this way. Uh, yeah. Because I'd never really heard it before, and and you know you mentioned about the uh, the, the confrontations and you know I guess we call it infighting, and I guess that you know goes on with a lot of groups, and it's it always it's always going to go on. I mean, you just may as well face it. There's always going to be uh, some backbiting that occurs. As sad as that sounds, uh, you may as well make friends with it because it's going to happen. <laughs> and, you know, and what I tried to do, you know, at least as Noahide nations was try to, you know, put that to the side and just keep moving forward for the you know betterment of, of Noahides and the growth of Noahides. And more importantly, the growth of knowledge of Torah to the world to that. end, one, you know, one of the things we did was started the, uh, the Torah learning center, which I you know mentioned earlier, where Noahides could come, where Gentiles could come and, and study and learn Torah from the rabbis. And now we've actually created a, a larger room with a larger capacity that uh, we now call the Academy of Shem. So just by virtue of us being around and, and, and sticking with this and focusing on projects that you know, are good, uh, you know, we've been able to grow in the area of being able to, to spread Torah. And actually, that's kind of resulted in uh, you know another neat thing that I never thought was going to happen was our Noahide Nations Torah Network, where people can actually now go and download audio Torah classes that previously took place in our Academy of Shem or the Torah Learning Center. So there's now people that are not Noahides now that are getting in there, that are learning, and they're slowly coming around because their heart knows that there's something wrong with their current belief system. And they get into these audio classes and they listen and they learn and they become Noahides. So it's really a, a, a phenomenal thing, you know, which I, I think has been you know, very successful. Kind of a, another neat thing that we kind of realized as we were going on is that really in order for the Noahide movement to grow, I mean, you really have to get to, to young people. And the, the Jewish people, they start teaching their kids Torah at an early, early age. I mean, some of these kids at five, six years old know more Torah than uh, most, if not all, uh, Noahide adults. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, but this they've been doing for forever. It's just the way that the Jewish people are in raising their kids on Torah. And so we felt that, you know what, that's a model that we should adopt. And so we kind of got together and, and came up with a, uh, an organization that's actually called NOAA. It's, you know, the Noahide Online Association of Homeschoolers. And this has, you know, helped to bring parents and provide them with materials that they can use to teach their kids Torah. 
and then the kids can actually come on to the, the NOAA website and participate with other NOAAhide kids all around the world and, you know, have conversations and play games and, you know, just do all kinds of things. So it's something that we felt like we really needed to do, again, for the betterment of, you know, not only the Noahide movement, but mankind in general, and start teaching young people uh, Torah. You know, there's a you know a lot of things that we've done. One of the things we're still trying to do because we haven't. It's not like we've done so many things and haven't had our failures. That everything's been a success. I mean, uh, that's ridiculous. Uh, we have had some you know failures too. One of those happened to be our Connections magazine. You know, we wanted to put together a magazine. We got one issue out, and we were just not able to get enough people involved to participate in order to put out a second and a third and, you know, to I mean, something that has to be happening on an ongoing basis. And our ultimate goal was to, you know, take it from an e-magazine status to an actual printed magazine status. But we couldn't really get it off the ground enough on, in a, on an e basis in other words over the internet so well, now, but it was a great thing i mean the first issue was fabulous yeah so that was uh um so that was a case of just not enough hands to the plow or that was or, pretty much it exclusively yeah, yeah you know it's one thing that you know, a lot of people you know, either don't understand or, or, you know, can't see it or, you know, choose not to. I mean, I don't know what it is. Maybe a combination of all three. But, you know, I, I guess one way to look at it is the old cliche, Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, it wasn't built by one person either. It wasn't built by two people. It wasn't built by a handful of people. It was built by thousands of people. Yeah. So, you know, that's, <laughs> that's kind of, uh, you know, how, how this is as well. One of the things that we really would like to do to you know kind of help move this along is to actually have, shall I say, a, a leadership program where you know men and women can learn from rabbis and Noahides and become certified in you know say for example the the seven Noahide laws you know be certified in uh, being able to teach that to others. And the Noahide nations would basically graduate them and be the avenue by which they could go to their home states and their cities and uh, actually apply for, and I even hate to use the word, uh, but clergy status. You know, the same status a rabbi would have. You know, in order to visit, you know, people in hospitals and prisons. You know, Mary and, and bury. Yeah, marry people, <laughs> bury people. I mean, you have to have a clergy status. And some people, the word clergy scares the heck out of them. But you know what? It's really the only word that most people understand what it is. So <laughs> that goes back to the days of, you know, the infighting. You know, people just, you can't be afraid of words. It's what we're trying to accomplish. And so this was a program that we're still in the process of, of working towards to, to put together and see happen. And then these folks go back to their communities and actually start little Noahide communities, right? In their backyards, you know, right this, in their hometowns. This this is uh, it. It kind of rings in my ear, reminiscent of what um, was it, Rabbi Schneers, uh, Mendel Mendel Schneerson, the, the Rebbe with, uh, Rebbe Schneerson. Yeah, he, yeah. Where 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 basically uh, he was responsible for you know sending uh, many Jews out to communities that had no synagogues, right, and and literally grew communities around 
uh, around them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I so because that's kind of sounds to me kind of like what you're talking about with uh, I, I, I'm not saying that necessarily that that's part of the goal, but I guess the idea is that if if we can train leaders um, who who can then go out and begin to grow local communities, that's a place where we can start seeing physical local communities begin. But but right now, what we have is, I mean, I'm looking at my own situation, is is I may be able to go out and, uh, and start having some kind of home group meeting for people that might be interested in the Noahide laws, but I'll tell you right now, <laughs> that'd be just nothing short of dangerous. <laughs> you know? And if you were to find a few, it'd be a small campfire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, I understand. And and most people can identify with that. But let's face it, not to use another cliche, but I, you know, I'm going to, the, the longest journey starts with the first step. Yeah. And, you know, so it's small beginnings, but without the small beginning, nothing larger can grow. So it's the small beginnings that tend to be the most important. And so we're trying to do that. In fact, the Rebbe Schneerson, that model that you just uh, described is exactly what we're trying to do. Why reinvent the wheel if you don't have to? The thing that he did, and rightly so, was that he sent out experienced people, people who could teach others. And that's what we hope to do as Noahide Nations as well is to be able to you know, send people out or send them back even to their hometowns armed with the knowledge they need to not only be able to teach, but to be able to build and, and maintain a, a community. At least, you know, at least that's, you know, kind of, that's kind of our goal, but obviously that's going to take you know, people to be involved in, in that. And there's you know, just many things that, in the way of projects, but uh, some of these things just become so monumental that uh, you know, we have to just set them aside because we just simply don't have the numbers. And you know, we've had a lot of successes with what we have uh, put out there is, you know, Noahide Nations. And in fact, the way I look at it now is we've had uh, uh, so much success that was recognizable and felt by others that, you know, here we are on a Jewish radio station having a, a Noahide show, a Noahide conversation about Gentiles on a show called Noahide Nations. I mean, <laughs> how is that possible? I mean, only by the hand of Hashem does that happen. But we have to put ourselves in a position to be able to receive that blessing. And that means people doing something, taking action. And that's what we did here at Noahide Nations. And it started with a small group of people, and it's uh, still a small number of people, but we keep doing things that allow Hashem to, to bless us. And as a result of that, people are blessed by that blessing. So it's really a, a an amazing an amazing thing, but that's kind of what Noahide Nations is all about. It's you know outreach, it's it's teaching, it's learning, it's community building, it's connecting, it's you know so many things that you know it would take so many shows to really really get into it all that it would it would, it would be tough. But it's uh, something that we love and and you know the, we hope that the people who are involved with us love it too. Well, you know, but this this kind of opens up the the door because I I know that uh, you know what we've what we you and I have talked about has been the sense that 
some people perceive Noahide Nations to be a large organization. They must have some kind of central office, no doubt, in Texas. <laughs> with you know, with secretaries and uh, <laughs> a, and a whole administ- a whole administrative staff. You know that there's there's got to be an education department there somewhere that just focuses on education. And uh, but the reality is that so much of what has been accomplished and and uh, I don't say this to embarrass anyone, least of all you, but the so much of what has been done has been done by a handful of people, and that might come as a surprise to a lot of people who are listening to you describe what Noahide Nations has done. And and not to name names, because that's not what we want to do here, but the people that have contributed know who they are. And it, it and, and it's just, I, I think it's amazing what has been done. But I also know that some of the things that we have discussed about what we want to do, what we want to see happen in the future and the things that we kind of envision to try and bring this, uh, this, you know, community closer together, um, to see leadership be developed within the Noahide community, that there's, there's so many things that we want to do that right now cannot be done for really two principal reasons or two, two simple reasons. One is a lack of money and a lack of people to actually do the work. And this is not a complaint on our part because we love doing what we're doing. You and I, we spend, uh, to do a show, to do a single show, requires gargantuan amounts of time. I I say gargantuan in the sense that to fit it into everything else we have in our lives. (laughs) Right. To produce the radio show requires a lot of energy, a lot of time. And we do it because we love doing it. But you and I are both involved in other aspects of Noahide Nations that also involves our time and energy. And there's so many things that we want to talk about, about what we want to do, what we want to excite perhaps someone out there, the prospect of becoming involved in it. And I would say by the looks of the time that that's going to have to be in our next fireside show or whatever name the folks want to give it yeah in fact should we go ahead and implement what we were talking about in fact sure. i'm just going to go ahead and and, and do it because do it. i I've, i mean this conversation is wonderful I'm, I'm so glad that we're having this but folks we do need to bring this show to a close however prescott and i have kind of come up with a, a neat idea that we weren't going to really do yet but i guess we are going to go ahead and do it and that's kind of a uh what, what can we call it uh, prescott uh, after the show show uh where we're, we're actually going to continue on with this discussion and though you won't be able to hear it on you know the radio station here uh you will be able to go to the noahide nation's website and download and listen to the after the show show and if any of you has got a good name for that please send them to us and you know, send them to noahide at israelnationalradio.com listen folks we need to run appreciate you being here we'll catch you next week shalom shalom
Get your very own copy of the New York Times from May 15, 1948, declaring the state of Israel's independence. A full-size reprint of the entire newspaper covering Israel's re-establishment. Own a piece of history. Click on IsraelCelebrates60.com. Over 25,000 copies have been distributed. That's IsraelCelebrates, the number 60.com. Arut Sheva's Israel National Radio and Foundation Stone present Landmines with Barnea Salavan and David Wilner. It's about making archaeology accessible to civilization's end user. It's about where we're from. It's about where we're going. It's about the land of Israel and making sense of our fascinating national heritage. Tune in for Landmines every Wednesday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Israel time. This Foundation Stone's Landmines on Israel, Israel National Radio. Radio.